You're listening to the April 8th edition of The Close-Up, the Film Society of Lincoln Center's weekly podcast series. This is Brian Brooks, Managing Editor of FilmLink.com. And this is Eugene Hernandez, Deputy Director of the Film Society. On this two-part edition of The Close-Up, we're featuring French director Olivier Assayas and the cast of Clouds of Sils Maria, which is opening in theaters this weekend. Clouds of Sils Maria, which was a main slate selection in last year's New York Film Festival, stars Juliette Binoche as a veteran actress coming to terms with her life and career after agreeing to act in a revival of a play that made her famous 20 years earlier. Kristen Stewart plays her assistant who accompanies her on a soul-searching journey in which art starts to imitate life, and it's all set in the stunning picturesque Sils Maria region of the Swiss Alps. Filmmaker Olivier Assayas returned to the Film Society for the New York Film Festival premiere of Clouds of Sils Maria, where he was joined by cast members Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart. The director has been called the most innovative and influential French filmmaker of his generation, and his relationship to the New York Film Festival goes all the way back to 1996, when his film Irma Vep was included in that year's festival. Preceding the official screening of Clouds of Sils Maria, Assayas joined Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart on stage for a press conference moderated by the festival's director of programming, Kent Jones. This conversation will be part one of today's episode. Part two comes from 2004, when the director took to the stage here at Lincoln Center for an in-depth discussion coinciding with the release of his film, Clean. To start things off, let's go to the press conference for Clouds of Sils Maria, with Olivier Assayas, Julia Pinoche, and Kristen Stewart from the 52nd New York Film Festival. I'll begin with um, Olivier and Juliette because you had collaborated once before on L'Heure d'été Summer Hours. And I guess that this film, the idea for making this film, for collaborating again, grew out of that first experience. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, it, it, it's two movies we collaborated on. I mean, and, and you know, I, I always uh, make a point of mentioning it because we owe so much to André Téchiné, who, who was the director of uh, Rendezvous, uh, who it's, it's, the, it's really the, the movie that like, made Juliette uh, overnight. Uh, a movie star, and it was like you, my, my, my first screenwriting credit. I worked with Andre Tachiné on that screenplay. So, you know, we, it's, uh, I suppose that uh, this movie uh, has its roots there. I mean, uh, also because uh, that movie Rendezvous was an inspiration. It was an inspiration for Juliette. It was an inspiration for me when I was writing. I mean, we had it in a way or another in the back of our minds. Uh, and, uh, and then it took us quite a while to, <laughs> to uh, finally make a, um, a movie together. I mean, we worked together. We worked together on uh, summer hours but it was an ensemble piece it was uh, and 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 it, it was uh Possibly a bit frustrating because we, I think we enjoyed we, we both enjoyed so much the process of working together but uh, it, 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 it was uh, 10 days of shooting or 15 days of shooting 15 15 more but, but I mean you know it but it was like an ensemble yeah okay but I mean you know it it's it's it it, it, it certainly um, gave us a sense that we want to go further than that. So, you know, I, I, I suppose that, uh, and 
Um, Juliette was the first one to put in, in so many words. I mean, you know, she, 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 she's the one who one day called me, okay, so when are we making a proper film together? <laughs> and so, just give a sketch, a background of how this film took shape for both of you. Um, well, one day, uh, it was during summer, actually, and I thought, uh, of an idea of going into the feminine, you know, we need the feminine badly in this world, and so I'm, I'm, uh, I was thinking, who do I, who do I want to do this film with about the feminine, you know, daring it, and writing for women, and so I thought about Olivier because in summer hours I felt like I missed you, you know, and uh, and so uh, I called him and I said, you know, I have a an idea about three characters in three parts and. And, uh, and having different points of view, three different points of view. And Olivier was very open to it and he said, well, let me think about it and give me two weeks, I'll write something and see at the end if something comes out of it. Comes out of it. And then two weeks after he phoned and said, yeah, I think I have something. But meanwhile, I have to do you know, another film, as he does, you know, like two, three films. He's working mostly two or three films uh, at the same time. And so he wrote a script. Uh, I, uh, I had the script a, a year and a half afterwards. And I thought I provoked him. But actually, at the end of the day, I felt he provoked me more than I did. Uh. <laughs> Kristen, what was it in the character uh, that you um, connected with? Um, in, initially, I, I got the offer to play Chloe's part. Mm -hmm. and. Um, it was something that I knew so well, I, I wasn't as interested in living it. And it was also very much from Maria's perspective, yes. the way you got to know her and the way you got, you know, the, the impression that you get of her is fairly um, narrow, just because of the eyes that you see her through. And um, I... Uh, I wanted to really get into something. I wanted to play something that I had observed but not done. And um, I, I, I wanted to work with both of them, obviously. Um, I, had to, I had to rein in the glee on my face. I had to like make sure that my cheeks weren't turning red and I wasn't like br brimming with hysterical laughter when I said some of the lines that I said in the movie because I, I think that my position sort of, you know, just the life that I'm living and my experience sort of gave it this irony and <laughs> like, um, it just made it a bit more relevant and interesting, I think. Uh, um, and um, more so than that, because I don't think the movie is a commentary on media, um, but I think, it, although it makes comments, I just think uh, the, the relationship between these two women is so unique. And most of the scripts that I read, uh, especially you know, if you compare them to European filmmakers, we have a certain set of dynamics that are just reiterated. Like, I mean, it's inc it's incessant; it never stops. And so I I saw this and I was like, wow, these people are um, everything to each other. You you can't categorize the relationship. And I thought that that was really cool. And um, yeah. That was and I would imagine that you and Juliet had a lot of fun finding your rhythm together as actresses. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we discovered the scene as we were going, 
And at the beginning, we started rehearsing a little bit together, and then we felt that it was not helpful in a way. So, uh, because Kristen's way of working is different th than mine, and I think not knowing what the other was going to play or react was more interesting. And that's really what happened during the shooting: is that Olivier let us free, and that was the deal. You know, uh, jumping into the unknown and and discovering the scene and and working through it. You know, because from the first take to the you know the seventh take it's it's a different you know it's it, it's it's going deeper and deeper and that was the chance of working with Olivier because he loves not knowing you know letting letting it happen and that's really his quality and I really realized that he transformed it tremendously as a as a director from playing working with you in some hours that is, there was a freedom in 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 the way of directing or not directing that was uh, actually very creative. And, and so uh, I've, uh, every day was a bliss. Every day was like, oh, wow, we're able to really get in and, and discover who we are because we don't know before we actually do it. Hi, uh, congratulations everybody. Uh, Juliet and, and Kristen, uh, could you both amplify a little bit about what you just said, Juliet, about your different ways of working and how that affected uh, the film, and was it always Olivier going to be set in, in this world of acting and uh, theater? Well, Kristen just takes the text in the morning, she reads it two times and she knows it, and she goes for it. As I asked for a month in advance work, <laughs> uh, working with a coach who I didn't have, but, uh, but I had a, uh, somebody helping me to uh, re rehearse, thank God. So our process is different because our rhythm is different. Uh, Kristen is very quick. She, she has this kind of, you know, seed of genius. And I'm working very, and I'm working like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> and then it feels very free and all, but actually it's a lot of work behind. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she summed it up. No. Uh, oh man, well, I mean, I was kidding. Uh, if it yeah, was always set, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yes, I mean, you know, the the, the thing is that uh, I I started with the idea uh, that I wanted to use Juliet in a film as Juliet. Uh, so you know, what does Juliet do? She works. So, uh, so it kind of one thing leading to another. I mean, that's how uh, the, the the narrative took shape. I, and you know, the thing, and, and um, I like the idea of not not. It's not just that I liked the idea of, of Juliette playing an actress. I realized when I was writing that the work of an actress is not so much about the superficiality or the technique of acting. It's about absorbing humanity. It's about understanding other people's pains or, and try to find within yourself the truth of those emotions uh, that are universal emotions. So ultimately, you know, this is not a comment on theater. It's not a comment on art. It's it's just a, w a way of showing how the day-to-day -day work of an actress is beautiful in the sense that it's really about understanding fellow humans, and 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 uh, and, and 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 often even it, it it and it involves. Pain. It involves a lot of joy, but it also involves pain because uh, often movies—that's that, what movies are about. So yes, it was always with that background of stage, etc. But ultimately, 
you know, it was really about digging into uh, emotions and with, you know, with the, the, the help of uh, incredible actresses. Um, I want to thank you for honoring the craft of acting um, and the relationship of the two actors or all the actors on the screen. It's just quite extraordinary in this particular time to see this kind of craft elevated in such an accessible movie. I wanted to ask a question about the device of a play. You know, we're watching a movie, we're watching actors prepare, we're watching relationships develop, but the distancing from the technology, all the digital stuff, all the things that are in everyone's hands and, and do it, you are working towards a play which is very much a live moment as opposed to a cinematic moment. Could you talk about why you chose that and, and how the actors um, made that adjustment from film, which you're doing, to a play which is at one moment? Well, play is, uh, you know, the, the thing is, uh, the, the text of a play is very, it, it's it, where it's happening. Movies, it's more complex. It's shots, it's uh, dynamic, it's completely different dynamics. When you are rehearsing a play, you are in the core of the emotions or of the storytelling. So that's what I was looking for, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I would not have been interested in representing, for instance, um, uh, Juliette and Kristen rehearsing a film because it's not the same techniques, it's not the same approach. I mean, it's similar, but it's, 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 it, it does, I, 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 I suppose that you don't have a sense that you are very, really in the texture of the, of the craft, of, of, the, of, of the art. So, um, uh, I, when I started writing, um, I started, you know, my first question was, what are they working on? You know, what play are they working on? And um, because I, okay, Juliette works, she's rehearsing. What is she rehearsing? She is rehearsing a play. With who is she rehearsing? She's rehearsing with an assistant. The assistant is going to be a younger woman. Um, so what are they going to rehearse? Maybe something that has to do with their relationship. That would be interesting. So instantly what you think of is this great play by uh, Fassbinder, The Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant. So you know, my, my first approach, so why, okay, why, why, why not that play? Why not insert bits and pieces of Fassbinder's play into the, in, into the film? And gradually I realized that it did not work because you know, it's stuff written for the stage, it's much longer, it's, uh, you know, it's more <laughs> complex, and it works on its, on, on its full length. So, uh, you know, my, my, so why not do my own condensed, simplified, brutalized version of Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant, <laughs> um, which is what I ended up doing. Uh, and, and, uh, and of course I was interested because it had to do with aging, it also had to do with more complex issues like desire. I mean, the reality or the not, the not reality of desire. You know, this is an actress which is, which is trying to understand what's going on inside that place. So she has to absorb, including the, the physical emotions of desire that are working in that play. So you know, that, that's the process. A quick question of clarification. The clouds of your title that eventually roll into the river and sort of overwhelm the entire atmosphere, including the actress, uh, are briefly seen, if my eyes are right, are briefly seen in the scrim that separates to open the play. Uh, 
suggesting yes, that, that there is some metaphorical connection here in, in the content and in the concept of the film. Could you, could you tell us about that? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, the title of the play is Maloya Snake. So that, so that uh, uh, cloud phenomenon is pretty explicitly the inspiration for the play. Uh, so yes, of course, Klaus, who's staging the play, is using that uh, 1924 Arnold Funk documentary uh, as, uh, you know, uh, for, for, as, you know, as as an opening to the, to, to, to the play, and he projected on this uh, um, uh, on this screen uh, in the forefront of the stage. So yeah, of course, of course, it's 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 uh, um, uh, uh, there is an echo between the play, between our film, between real life. <laughs> For each of you, ladies, what was the what were the challenges you found in this movie? The hardest thing you found in this movie. To do. Uh, for me, uh, it's it's like being present from the beginning to the end because I didn't have a day off. So how do I uh, how how do I you know be present every day in a, in a different ways? Because for me, I I almost play three characters in the movie. You know, the actress at the beginning, and uh, and then the working time and then at the end it comes up to uh, the characters she's playing and and so um, the challenges is uh, sh somehow allowing to uh, be naked you know uh, every day and and uh, also allowing showing the difficulty uh, what it costs to uh, to act to give yourself to uh, to, there's a sort of abnegation of yourself as an actor. You have to serve a part and, and putting yourself into layers of emotions that you don't always want to go through because they are tough ones. And, and I think uh, the way of working with Kristen allows us to also um, to, um, to find light moments as well as you know, deeper moments. And, and it, it needed to be seems, uh, how do you say, seamless. Uh, so you go from one world to the next one, and, and it just feeds itself naturally, and 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 that's it. But there's a mystery as you're working because you don't know the result, and somehow I don't want to know the result because the process is more interesting than anything else to me in my eyes. Um, that's it. Um. You know, I think with this more so than most things I've, well, um, you know, she says that I learn lines quickly and that's solely because I don't, I don't want to know them. I want to reach for them and I want to really, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to that first experience feeling. And so um, I, I know it sounds kind of like a, kind of like a boring answer, but this movie was not, Difficult. It was very revealing, and um, I didn't strain. I was never push, and that, that's to their credit because I have a tendency to do that. I, I, I sometimes, you know, um, not 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 so pointedly, but there's probably doubts and questions in my mind regarding myself, and then I I use inertia and I use nerves to sort of overcome that, and and. Uh, working with with them, um, and it is like an entirely 
different approach. It's a it's a very like European way is to is to allow yourself to discover it. And um, I mean, that's always been my inclination. That's always what I've been drawn to. But in this case, more than ever, I didn't feel pressure. I didn't feel expectation. I felt truly like we were these we were these characters. And um, I was interested in the script because I thought that. You know, like I said, it was a unique relationship, and I thought it was an interesting commentary on a world that I live in. Um, and I thought it was really uh, heady and thoughtful and intellectual, and I hadn't done much dialogue before. And um, then when I got to set and we started to tra traverse this <clears throat> journey, um, I, I, I was really surprised every day about how, how there were the, the movie is about so many things. And um, just those, like, two very contrasting perspectives and stages of life that come together and offer each other something and uh, you know offer these like sort of eye-opening really cathartic experiences that are really I mean they're it's exciting but it's also ex extremely painful I think I'm ha happy being uncomfortable and I'm also <laughs> and I'm I have so much fun with her like I you know, she like perplexes me in every way and gets me going, and I I never stop thinking around her. I'm I'm um, yeah. So anything you see in the movie is just what was happening, and uh, so yeah, it wasn't hard. It was just it was it was definitely like a ride, and I didn't know where that was going at all. I just I I liked the script because I thought it was interesting and I thought it was smart. But then afterwards, it was an entirely emotional um, experience. But if I can add something, it's it's no because one thing I want to. Um, uh, add to what you said and even what you said uh, earlier is you, you, you were always my first choice for the character of Valentine. It's, it's just that somehow the script didn't get to you in the first place. So, at some, so, so, so whenever we finally connected, it was another actress doing the part, which and it would have been a completely different film. And uh, um, uh, and. Uh, and luckily, oh, I, I was we, tormented by yeah. the idea of not being able to play that yeah. part. Right? Uh, no, but I mean, it's it's really what it's. It, I, I I remember vividly when the, the, the conversation we, we we had, and when you said that you know the reason why you preferred the part of Valentin, and I I thought this is more or less when the film like took shape for me. I completely understood because I understood what you were saying, and I understood you were right, and I I, I understood also that uh, that it was that part that allowed you. I mean, it was like your entry door into that into that movie and um, and that was extremely precious for many reasons because one, one it's, some, it's something I realized why we were making the film is that how much you Juliette Chloe gave of themselves in the film not in a sense of your work or whatever but of your own identity it's a, it's a movie where you ultimately never forget that you are watching those actresses they, I mean, the fact that you know that, it, it, that those actresses are playing those parts is part of what the film is about. And it's exactly what, when you were saying about the complexity of the film. It's not that complex, but the, the complexity is created by that. By the fact that you, it's a movie where you are constantly watching both the actress and the part. And it's, 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 what, it's what makes me specific. And I, did, and, and, uh, and I think it's, uh, looking back on it, it's, it's kind of the conversation we had which um, made me realize that. It's not revealed in the film, but what was the difference in the scenes that Wilhelm had written later in his life that were then given to the actresses to play in the play? Sorry, uh, I did not... The difference between scenes that the playwright oh, yes, Wilhelm like the, wrote later in life... Quote-unquote yes. uh, new scenes. Yes, the new scenes. <laughs> the new scenes. Uh, it's... Um, well, the new scenes are pretty much about... Uh, 
time passing, in the sense of a writer all of a sudden realizes that with the right, having written a play about time, he realized that the fact that the time has passed on that play adds a layer to it, adds something to it. So he needs to put those scenes in, which ultimately should be or would be or could be the key to uh, understanding exactly what's going on. Uh, what, what I play with is the fact that, you know, during the whole film, we're watching those actresses struggling with the meaning of the play and trying to get to the bottom of it and so on and so forth and being, you know, just being, being obsessional about getting this nuance right, am I doing it? And at some point when it's actually happening, this is all forgotten. All of a sudden, those scenes that were talked about but never, never accessible, they become accessible, they're there, and ultimately no one cares. Because, because the whole point for um, Maria is to get to the point where she can approach the character of Elena with the same candor, with the same uh, um, uh, innocence in a certain way uh, as she approached Sigrid. And, she, uh, at, at, and at that point, she doesn't want to know more. She wants to know less, and she doesn't care about the new scenes. Thank you, Olivier, Juliette, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In 2004, leading up to the release of Clean, the Film Society presented a screening of Olivier Assayas' seminal 1996 film, Irma Vep. The film stars Maggie Chung, as herself cast in an ill-fated production of a remake of Louis Fallade's classic silent film serial, Les Vampires. Following the screening, Assayas joined Kent Jones on stage for an in-depth conversation about Irma Vep and his career since. As we join the conversation, Kent is asking Assayas about the influence that filmmaker John Carpenter had on the film. I remember at the time you were really, really struck by In the Mouth of Madness, by John Carpenter, and, 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 and yeah, the kind yes, of yes. Yeah, vertigo in the movie. Um, yes, but you know, it's, it's a... Um, uh, yes, I, I mean it's it's because it's 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 not just in the mouth of madness. It's the few films that John Carpenter made at that time. Like he made They Live, he made uh, In the Mouth of Madness, and there's another one. There's and Prince of Darkness. Um, it's it's yeah. I mean because I've I've always I've always liked that. The, the, I, I thought they were political films. I thought, I thought they were pretty radical within the context of the American film industry. And I've always admired John Carpenter. I think he's a great filmmaker. Uh, but but what, 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 in, in what I wanted also to deal with in, in this film is the complexity of our relationship to films. I mean, like, you know, when, when you are on a set, when you're working on a film, I mean, you have so many people around you who are there for very good reasons. I mean, there are people who, you know, who's, who, I mean, filmmaking in a way or another is their life. Life. It's there. They've. They've. they've uh, um, they. They are so dedicated at every single possible level. Uh, and um, you, when you're working together, you feel you have so much in common. But ultimately, re you realize that, um, like, even when you are with your friends, I mean, you. Everybody sees cinema, or thinks about cinema in very different ways. I mean, they have, like, even, I mean, today it's not like there's some kind of unifying film theory. It's not, people speak very different languages once they get into discussing films. And, and it's a very, it's something incredibly subjective, subjective and it, it ends up, um, you know, being very conflicted. And sometimes a film shoot as the place where all those people who have these strong relationships 
to cinema meet. It's the it's it's this uh, knot. It's of 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 this place where you have all those contradictions that kind of crash into one another. And and I, I didn't uh, when I made the film, it was not so much about uh, making sense of those complexities. It's just exposing the complexities of it. Expo ex just exposing the mess that is our view of what films are and what films should be. And and uh, uh, and and I just thought that uh, there was there something that you know just there was something interesting in just exposing it, just putting there on, on screen and just to and which 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 is also one thing that um, uh, connects to my maybe some kind of broader notion of what film should be. I think sh films should not be about answering questions. Films should not be about explaining this or that. Films should be about exposing the complexity of life, of the world, of, and, in, uh, and our, our, our own complexities. Well, it's interesting when you're talking about the, the, the not, you know, the, 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 the group, you know, the insular group when you're within the experience of making a film, which is true, but then in this movie, what you don't really see, you don't really get a sense of camaraderie. Everybody's bristling at each other and kind of staking out their own territory. So it's exactly, in a way, it is that not, but it's also kind of the opposite of that. Everyone has their own separate space in a way. Well, yes, because I suppose that's the comedy side the side of the film. I mean, it's because, because uh, yeah, yes, of course. I mean, but w w when when you when you are shooting a film, there there has to be some kind of cohesion uh, going on. I mean, the difference in on the set of this film, <laughs> on that we we which which story we are we are we are telling in in the film, this cohesion never really happens. But because because it's basically the 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 the, the, the Visions of cinema and the visions of life of every every single individual ultimately uh, comes to the forefront. Uh, wh whereas uh, in, in 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 on an actual set, it's not exactly that conflictual. It's not you know all all those uh, contradictions are resolved. They are um, everything is you know you you keep, people keep on cutting edges. Uh. But the, but nonetheless, it still makes it very much the opposite of a movie with which it's often and to me kind of mysteriously compared the Truffaut film. Well, no, no, it's, 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 uh, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> it, it, it always pops up at some point or other. It's, it, it, I mean, to me, it has not, nothing to do with, 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 uh, uh, with uh, La Nuit Américaine or Day for Night. Uh, for many reasons, but I think one of the reasons, the, the main reason, I would say, is that when François Truffaut made Day for Night, he was not making a film about his experience of filmmaking. He was making a film about the stories he had heard about filmmaking in the 50s. I mean, no film set of the 70s ever looked like the film set in, 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 La, in La Nuit Américaine. I mean, it's, it's, it's a film, you know, it's a, it's a, um, it, 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 and I, as much as I admire Truffaut, he had a completely different approach. I mean, to, he, he, uh, La Nuit Américaine is the shoot of his very conventional um, film that is very much made within the French film industry. You know, they have like built sets. They are shooting at Studio de la Victorine in Nice, um, we, we, which studio that is basically used by American films or like what you know. It's it's uh, it's a expensive, b uh, a way of filming that has really not been going on in French cinema for since forever, and. Um, 
and uh, and the, the characters, the relationship between the characters are a very um, simplified notion of what, what was going on the generation before François Truffaut. So, you know, um, François, Truffaut has been criticized, of course, a lot for that at the time, especially in a very mean way by, by, by Godard, because Godard's, you know, basically what Godard was saying is that uh, uh, this, you know, you're making a film about cinema, but you, you, you're not in the film. I mean, you, 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 or, you know, you, it's, 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 not, it's not your experience, and we, we would like to, we would prefer to see some truth. Well, I, I think so it's not your the character point. should be sleeping with the actress. Also. For instance, and uh, 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 for instance, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but we, we, no, but we, which, which in a way is true, but it, but it's 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 also beside the point because that was absolutely not the project of Truffaut. Truffaut really wanted to make a film about what he had dreamed about when he was a kid that cinema should be. I think that uh, whatever whatever the day for night is, is it's it's like the the dream of François Truffaut as a child of what was the world of movies. I mean, so, so yes, so of, so of course when I was making um, Irma Vep, I had absolutely not that example in mind because what I was interested in was to make something that was very rooted in, 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 in the present of my, of my experience. So the, the, the one film I could connect at the time was a film by, by Fassbinder called um, uh, Beware, of Be, Beware of the Holy, of a Holy Whore. Which, which, which is uh, um, this remarkable film he did in the uh, early 70s about a film shoot. And it, 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 was, it, was, it, it was ultimately, it was also the blueprint for a Wim Wenders film called... Um, State of Things. State of Things. Um, and uh, because, because I, I think um, if you... Um, it's... it's, it's it, it's it's very difficult to make a film about uh, cinema today because the it's like uh, making also in, in a way a film about the economy today. It's 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 just the complexities are are, are much harder to grasp than they could have been before. Like you know when 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 Truffaut makes. Uh, Day for night, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have to deal with the logic of economics because movies were craftsmanship. They, you know, you, you had a it was, it was pretty. It was it was cinema in the fifties. Like you know, you, you you had a producer. He was the guy who had the money, and then he gave he, he you know he he gave you the money. You made the film, and so once in a while he was happy once in a while he was not so happy you had conflicts about uh, you know how the how you spent the money but it's it's you know it's 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 um, it's a small world it's and it's a small village now the films are made in much more complex uh, syst economic systems a and b um, they don't have this frontal relationship with audiences like again, I mean, if you take the example of Day for Night, Day for Night is one of those films that was made to please audiences, and you got an immediate response. Like you know, you you put it in a few theaters in Paris, and the the, the crowd came or did not come. But in, in now, it's you, you 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 there are so many different levels of filmmaking. It's possible to make films on such small scale that ultimately they will find their own public here and there and uh, and in the future. And and it's and 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 also, I think we have completely lost the kind of naive naivety of of that we could can uh, tell 
uh, straightforward stories. I mean, at least I don't. I, I, I believe it's very difficult to tell, um, to, to to believe in the narr in the simple, straightforward narrative format. I think you know the. The industry, in a way, is keeping some kind of fiction around that notion, but even the, even the industry is losing grasp of the, uh, on, on that notion. So um, I, I think filmmakers are, in terms of what they are artistically trying to do, what they are politically trying to do, what they are narratively trying to do, uh, dealing with a much more complex system, much more conflicted. Um. When we were sitting at dinner and we were talking, Richard was Richard Pena was saying that his students at, at, at Columbia, when, mm. when he teaches the film, mm. invariably they wind up talking about the dinner party mm. scene. And they wind up saying two things. One, that's an amazing scene. And two, it goes against everything that we've been taught in our directing classes. Um, so I guess, to, you know, since we're here to talk about partly how you work as a director, how did you plan out that scene? Um, what was the what, what kind of preparation did you do? How did you work with the cameraman and the actors, um, just on a very basic kind of nuts and bolts level? And then what kind of, I mean, you know, I, I have a feeling also that it was a sense, it's a sense of, of 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 emotion that you were, you know, mm. going for and picking up stray emotions and and, and and feelings along the way. It's 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 hard to answer that one because. Um, I feel I shot that scene like every single other scene I ever made in a sense that, you know, like I designed the shots and uh, it's, it's uh, the difference in Irma Vep is that I was working for the first time with uh, Eric Gauthier and Eric Gauthier is a great cameraman. I mean, he's been, you know, creatively, he creatively has this incredible input in the films he shoots and, um, uh, and in terms of designing the shots, because he's so good at you know, just uh, hand at, at filming handheld, I knew that I could design shots that were longer and more complex. Uh, because of course, I mean, it was at that stage, it's, I think it's after I had made Cold Water, which was my, the film I did before uh, Irma Vep, I had begun to realize that I could do shots that were more, much more um, sophisticated using uh, the handheld camera than, what, than, than when it was just simply uh, using the, the, machine, the, the, the machinery of cinema. Because when the camera is handheld, uh, the, the, the cameraman is like... Uh, part of the choreography of the, of, of the actors. So he can move with the actors, he can accompany, it, he can follow the movement, and he can, uh, um, he, he, basically, he can do things that you can't even dream of when, 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 the, when the camera is actually on a dolly or, 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 on, or, or on, of course, on tracks. Uh, so it's, it's it, I, I, in MFF, and specifically in that scene, I started doing longer shots uh, using the possibilities of, 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 the, of the handheld camera. And, and in that specific dinner scene also, I had, you know, the, the thing is that I, I had, it came kind of late in, in our shoot. So I think all the actors knew each other very well. Uh, I had, kind of established this notion that we were both using the dialogue I had written, but we were also improvising. I mean, we are adding things here and there. I mean, I was, um, we, we, I mean, improvising doesn't mean that the, the actors like go on like doing whatever they feel like. It's, the, it's, it's um, we, the, whatever I have written is the canvas. And then I 
I will add things. I mean, wh when I'm writing, I mean, when I'm designing the shots or when I'm thinking about the scene, I will add things here and there. And the actors are also free, of course, to formulate those things in a different way or to add here and there things. And, and uh, Nathalie Richard, who, has, who is the, 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 the actress who plays Zoe, um, she has been so incredibly essential in, in, in this film. I mean, you know, she brought so much. I mean, and, and I've, I think in that specific scene, in terms of her speed, in, her, in terms of her reactions, in, her, in terms of her spontaneity, I think, I think she's the one person who brings whatever life there is in, in, in that scene. I mean, plus the fact that, again, you know, we, 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 we could follow her within that space in a much more fluid way than we would have if it had not been done handheld. But the, the moments like, I mean, for instance, the moment where she, Bologier sends her out and then she comes back because she's too embarrassed. I mean, is that something that she was, that I, I assume that she had a lot of input into that, in, that specific moment, that kind of embarrassment? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's something that, at the t I'm, I'm not sure, but it's, no, it's really something I suggested her, that, that was part of the way the shot was designed. Yeah. Because that kind mm. of surprising and you know of emotion is something that I always associate with your work mm. where, where you know nothing seems like in, in many films that you see when the camera moves along everything is designed to be caught by the camera at that rhythm but in your film it's in your films it's rather the opposite where the camera is as you said to me once cinema is catching things in its nets and it's catching you know surprising mm -hmm. emotions mm -hmm. well it's it, in, in that case it's you know it's uh, um, It, it has to do with the way you know you 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 connect with an actress, and 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 I think that uh, um, somehow um, Natalie, much more than Maggie in many ways, totally embodied things I was looking for when I was making this when I was making this film, and 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 ultimately I think it was also the part she waited for. I mean I I, th I think it's it's uh, some something that. She had this kind of energy within her, and she Im instantly recognized it. In, in, I mean, she recognized in the screenplay something that she really felt. So I think I think it's 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 uh, whatever goes on in terms of what what uh, Natalie does uh, is well, it's of course her own personality and his her own very specific and and really remarkable acting style that of of, of course does it, but it's also uh, the the way that I. I mean, you know, I think she encouraged me, and I encouraged her to go as far as possible in that in that direction. And and uh, and because you know, it's, it's it's again, I really emphasize the fact that it's it, like when we were shooting that that dinner scene, it was like at, at a later stage, at a late stage in the shoot, which means that you know, we when you when you when you work with actors on a film, I mean, you you. You, you you try to push things as far as, as as you can, but when you know when suddenly when you push things in in a certain direction and it works, and then you push it a little further and it still works, and you know and after a while you just, you just go all the way, and and I suppose that uh, you know that that uh, that specific scene and some of the moments are really like moments when we uh, had the freedom and the, and the trust to 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 go all the way. Another scene along those lines from another film mm -hmm. of yours that I'm thinking of mm -hmm. is the scene where in the Destiny Sentimental where mm -hmm. Charles Berlin comes back from the war and he and Emmanuel Bear make love in the hotel room and mm -hmm. she, he's very uptight and you know gets up and kind of puts his clothes back on and she laughs at him. Mm 
mm-hmm. suddenly, yeah. um, surprisingly. And I think you told mm-hmm. me that that kind of came as a surprise to her. She kind of resisted it. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, she, yes, it, it's, uh, you know, because it's, uh, of, of course, I mean, you know, the, the scene is, uh, it's, it's a scene that was in, Lidditsi Sentimental is adapted from a novel. So this, there, there was more or less that scene in, in, in the book. I mean, we exaggerated it, but it's, it's you know, it's basically, this man hasn't seen his wife for like four years. He was in the, you know, he he was. It's the it's the it's the first world war and it's horrible conditions and blah blah blah. And finally they meet. Finally they meet again, and uh, they make love in this hotel room or in this rented room, and and it just goes on for like two and a half minutes and then he, you know, he, he, uh, he, he dresses up and lights a cigarette and goes out to, for a walk or something, you know. And, and it's, it's just very much about the notion that uh, he, he, he has been living in brutal conditions and, and, uh, and there's something that, of course, has uh, 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 changed him, transformed him. And, uh, but then it's, the, the whole thing is so disturbing that she has to react and 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 and, and uh, I, I told Emmanuel you know just try and you know just the moment the door closes just laugh <laughs> laugh and and she, you say are you you know she said like are you sure it will work? yeah 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure it will work <laughs> um now while you were as you said before you were preparing for destiny and that was actually going to happen and then didn't happen and then mm-hmm. it happened but Cold Water and, and Irma Vep, and then late August, early mm-hmm. September, three films that are all, if I remember correctly, shot in Super 16. Yes. Um, although there's some things shot in 35 millimeter, the, the film within the film. The, the, the film within the film here is shot in black, yeah, in, 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 in 35, black and white. I mean, because we had to reshoot, I mean, you, you know, everything that had to go through a process of, um, um, in, 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 I mean, it has to be um, through. Um, uh, you know, reworking in the in, in the lab, uh, specifically, of course, the the, the 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 experimental film at the end, but the dailies of the film, but everything that had to be reshot on the screen, etc. All that stuff was shot in was shot in thirty five, but yeah. but 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 MFF like those, but we, that's not relevant. I mean, MFF basically is a film shot in Super sixteen. I mean, and its energy comes from. I mean, as Cold Water or Late August, Early September, they are really films that are to me that are defined by the fact that uh, we, we, we shot it in Super 16. Unlike, unlike my previous film, because my previous film I had shot it, you know, like in, with the regular cameras in 35, and they, they were like pretty big machines, and, and I, I just did not like the notion of making a film with a camera that, that was just like too heavy for me to lift. And, uh, and, 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 and I, um, of course, what Super 16 brought me and brought us, I mean, in terms of, because I'm talking about Eric also, is the, the fact that we could do so much handheld. And, you know, the camera, the camera is so light, it's so fast, it's simple, it's, you know, it's, uh, um, actors forget about the, the, the camera. And it, to, to, me, to, to me, it's the same thing as, like, you know, people a few years later started making films you know, on DV, but it, to, to me it was like moving to DV uh, when I was making these films. But would you, I mean, it's a completely different texture, too. I mean, it's a completely different aesthetic, DV, huh? Oh yes, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. It's 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 a uh, super sixteen is so much better. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's 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 just uh, you 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 can do so much more. It's 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 in terms of technique. It's uh, it's as light as simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, except the result looks better. I mean, you know, you, you, it, it just has, has a broader range in terms of textures, in, ter in terms of beauty of, what you, of, the, of, the, of the, the film image. Well, that brings up, before we take some questions from the mm -hmm. audience, I just mm -hmm. wanted to ask you about something that we were talking about last night, which is, we were talking about Eric Romero, actually, in his mm. films, and you mentioned, uh, there was a term that you brought up, which is the metaphysics of cinema. Mm. And in terms of your own work, it, what you were saying about Romero seems very true of your own work, that um, the simpler things are, the more you can see through to a, a, uh, an ultimate reality beyond. I, I was wondering if you could just discuss that a little bit. I think, I think it's... Uh, what, 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 what I'm saying, you know, it's big, big words. I mean, the, the, the metaphysics of cinema, but ultimately, it's it's just this thing of the, the, the awareness that uh, films are not just film. If it, it, that when you are making a film, it's not about making a film. It's about trying to grasp something. It's and and uh, and um, I think uh, that sometimes, if you are focused on the notion of just making a film, you totally miss the point because because ultimately there are so many films around and some of them are good and some of them are uh, you know are, are achievements in a way or another but ultimately they are just films and ultimately and I, I think it's even if you don't make it once in a while or if you try and it's uh, and it's sometimes out of your grasp you when you make films you should have in mind that you 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 Ideally, you're aiming at something that's much uh, bigger, we, 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 but something that is much bigger, but that ultimately is also is much simpler. That's, that's something that because because I really deeply believe that whatever beauty there can be in cinema goes through the most simple aspect of filmmaking. It's like the more you, the, the more you. Um, you use simple elements in a simple way. The more you, the, the more technically you work with very light equipment. When you, you, the, the more, the, the, the less money is involved. The more freedom you have, uh, the more you have a chance of grasping something that is incredibly simple, which is. Uh, um, Art, which is uh, what, what, whatever that word uh, means, it can be poetry, it can be beauty, it can be, uh, uh, and, and sometimes it can be just a miracle. But but it, it never happens with the, you know when you're using the heavier tools of cinema. When you are when you when it's it's very difficult when you are using the full machine of the industry. It it's, it, it, it it happens when you. Uh, when 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 uh, when you simplify things as much as you can, and you just lose the the barrier between the technique, the film technique, and what is going on in front of the camera. And of course, when I when I was trying to say when I was saying that um, in this film in MFF, I, I I really wanted to make a film with people I loved, people who were close to me, who were again my, my my family. It was in the sense that I just wanted to break the barrier between filmmaking and what you are actually filming. I, I just wanted to just erase the frontier that, uh, that you know, you could circulate from one side to the other totally naturally. I think every single person who has worked in, <laughs> in MFVEP at some point or another is in front of the camera. Uh, assistant, uh, whatever, every, uh, everybody. Do you have any questions from the audience? Yeah. The, I mean, just how did the how did the idea of making this film and the idea of using Fayad 
um, happen? Were they, did they come about at the same time? Well, you had actually been involved in a uh, proposed remake of Live yeah, On Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a collage. It's, it's really a mixture of things because it's a, uh, the, the, the film happened uh, because um, I had a project with Claire Denis and um, Atom Egoyen uh, of making you know, a film made out of three short stories and, and, and the premise was a foreigner in Paris. And, uh, and I had met Maggie like a few months before. I met her like really totally by chance. I, you know, at, at the Venice Film Festival, she, 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 I was in a jury and she was presenting uh, Ashes of Time, the film she did with Wong Kar Wai at the time. And uh, she really struck, I mean, you know, I was really struck. I thought she was great. I, I mean, I had never met her in real life and I thought she was, she was amazing. And, uh, and, and then when we started discussing that film with Claire and Adam, Immediately, I said, "Okay, yeah, that's a great idea, and I, I, I will make a film with with that Chinese actress I just met in Venice, you know." And and uh, and um, uh, but then I had no idea what to, um, you know, what 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 the story would be. And when I started thinking about it, it I remembered uh, of this anecdote that happened to me like a few months before, and there was this um, TV producer in Paris who called me up and you know he was producing a series it's, it's just a totally absurd project it's, it was he he was producing remakes of famous films for TV <laughs> like you know uh, so you had uh, you know this guy who was doing uh, Jules Gime, you know just uh, or this other guy who was doing you know, it's, it's, it's just it's just totally it was totally absurd and I, I, you know and I was sitting in this guy's office and I you know I was just what 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 am I doing here you know what why do I have to go through this bullshit and you know it's it's uh, and uh, and so 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 at some, so he ended up saying so um uh, he, so do you have an idea I mean do you have do you have a, do you have a film you would like to remake and you know, I just sat there and I said, um, "Well, yeah, maybe Les Vampires. I would like to redo Les Vampires." I said, "But it's a, it's a silent film." Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the point. We're going to make a silent film. So, so it's no, sorry, we, we, we can't. You know, <laughs> and um, you know, and I, I basically I remembered this incident, and 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 once I had this idea of. Uh, and a, a, a filmmaker, which would, be, which, which, which would be played by Jean-Pierre Léo, who wants to uh, bring Maggie to France to, to shoot a remake of Les Vampires. Basically, you know, you, I just, it's, I had the, the you know, uh, everything fell into place at once. I mean, the whole film, instantly. This is a question about Olivier's comment about the, the, the need for simplicity um, when you're working in cinema and then the questioner is saying that he finds the, the film n not exactly simple and yeah. so can Olivier comment yeah. on the no, paradox? No, it, no, no, but, but may, maybe, maybe simplicity is not the right word but still it's a good word. It's, it's, um, what, 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 what I, I'm saying is that uh, um, simplicity can be also about just following your instinct, you know, and be, because, because when, once the film is put together the fun part of it is like it's like a game. I mean, you can invent your own theory. You can, you can. I mean, I can sit here and pretend it's it's very sophisticated and it's uh, it's saying something about cinema. But ultimately, it was a very subconscious process. It was really, really like just moving from one scene to another in the most you know natural and obvious way. And ultimately, there's no storytelling. It's uh, 
you know, it's, 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 it, to me, it's more like a collage. Of, uh, it's a juxtaposition of moments of ideas that kind of loosely connect. And ultimately, they do connect because, um, because it, you know, it's, it's many, it's, it's uh, like watching one and the same thing from different points of perspective. In, you know, instead of putting something in a, things in a line, it's just uh, just just circling around one like in a spiral with uh, uh, around the, with the one same thing. Uh, and uh, what what I am saying in in uh, in terms of um, also what I mean by simplicity is not asking yourself too many questions. Like when I was making um, Web, when I wrote Web and when I was making Web, I was really not asking myself questions. If, if I had started asking me questions, like ask, ask, asking myself questions, I would not have made the film, or I would I would have made a very different film. I, I said, you know, the, the the whole premise of MFF was just whatever comes up, do it, and and you you'll see what happens. Because because this film also goes at the, at the time it and and still in many ways goes very much against every single. Uh, not, not only about notions you learn in film schools, but ab about any notions uh, French film theory has of what a film should be or could be or what, is, what it's allowed to do in, 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 in films. This was, a, this, is a, this was a film about doing everything that's forbidden. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, you were talking about the complexity of a film, a cinema. Um, it's you know it's I, I, I think that uh, today you have a million ways of making films and, and, and all of them are valid in, in a way or another. I think the one that is invalid is the majority version of it. Meaning, like the, I, I think the, the, the one that is the, the to, 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 that I feel the most alien to is the industrial is, is the industry notion of what cinema should be I mean you know like conventional narrative conventional ways of working uh, expensive films and you know all this weight and uh, this conven conventional morals conventional politics conventional acting conventional storytelling and you know it's just like you 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 it's 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 it can be sometimes discouraging I mean you know when when you when, when you watch mainstream films but luckily I think in everywhere in every single culture you have you have examples of of, uh, of filmmaking that can be sometimes expensive sometimes you know sometimes not expensive some some movies can it are made in using you know longer or shorter processes ultimately I do deeply believe that the um, the Cinema should be light. I think that you know the, the whatever a filmmaker um, has to do in, in 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 I mean to to reach at uh, some kind of life in 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 his films is by uh, taking away as much weight as possible. I mean you know just try it's because um, when you direct a film when you make a film. Not, not if you're doing it in a tiny underground film crew or something, but you know, you, when you're doing even a small budget film, you have a crew with you of people who all know how to make that film. Everybody around you knows exactly how that film should be made. And ultimately, you're the one person who does not know 
how the film should be made. And, 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 ulti and, and ultimately, whatever you are going to achieve when you are making that film is by contradicting the logic, by, by, by saying, no, I don't need this, I don't want that, I don't need, you know, I just, uh, um, uh, no, we're not going to do it that way. And, and of course, the main struggle is against the infrastructure of the film. Because uh, which is like the the, the the legal working hours, the um, uh, the the union rules, uh, the the notion that uh, um, uh, you need this or that kind of budget to make the film. I mean, ultimately, I, I uh, uh, it's I don't think it's a matter of money. I don't think that films are a matter of money. I don't. I, th I, 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 I think that. Uh, um, you know, again, I'm, I really, I, you know, I don't know what cinema will be in the 21st century. The only thing I'm totally sure is it needs lightness. It needs, it needs lightness and freedom, which is what the majority of filmmaking is missing and, 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 and lacking today. In the, in the context of, of, your, of what you're saying about lightness, and I'm wondering if you could just talk about your admiration for certain films of David Lean. <laughs> Which are not are kind of the opposite of lightness. I have bro I you know I have a wide um, I have a broad tastes. Um, no, but I mean I, I can like I can admire films that are made uh, you know in 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 um, classic uh, academic situations. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I think that there's a lot of uh, very interesting um, things going on in mainstream films. I mean, you know, the way they are made, edited, and uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I watch a lot of Hollywood films and I enjoy them. I extreme, some, sometimes I extremely enjoy them. I, mean, I, th I think they can be extremely interesting. But they, even the films I like the most always lack Lightness. They they always give you this feeling that you are watching like uh, those huge intimidating machines. Where I I think that okay. I mean that's fine. I mean you, you, it, 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 it it can be great. But ultimately, art is something that should be close to you. It's it's something you should have a dialogue. You should not be intimidated by by by, by art. Art is something that you know. It's 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 a way of putting on a screen something you can relate to, that you can feel close to, and you have and eventually you can have some love for. Whereas the you know the the the, the mainstream films are made to crush you. They they are made to to to. Uh, they, 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 they are not, and, and even the best, in the, and in the best case, often you can admire them, but very rarely you relate to them or love them because they are too distant. Mm. They, are, they, are, they are happening in some other world, and, and they kind of impose on you the notion that's, that that is what filmmaking is about. When, when I, and I think that filmmaking should be the opposite. Should be filmmaking should be both, you know, more. It, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you know, just making DV documentaries. I'm talking about making fiction, about creating poetry, beauty, art, but through things that are just close to us and, 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 and that kind of connect whoever is making the film with whoever is in his audience. You're listening to The Close-Up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center. The Film Society app 
now available for iOS, iPhone, and iPad, and Android devices, lets you browse and discover our year-round programs and films, get the latest ticketing alerts and breaking festival news, share with friends via social media, create your own custom schedule, and more. Download the Film Society app for free at iTunes and Google Play. The Film Society of Lincoln Center. Film lives here. And now, back to our program. I think it's um, I, 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 everyone maybe you could just give a no, rough okay. yeah well I mean it's basically a comment about the, the, the general state of things in, in the arts and how in films but also in, in other art forms the, um, the experience can often be very alienating because I think you said that characters there, there's no redemption for the characters and that you, you saw a lot of people see, experiencing that in films that they saw in the New York Film Festival this year um, and so the question is, what's the solution? Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've, I, I certainly don't have a solution, but 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 I, because I think it's a, it's a, it's a completely individual process. I mean, you can have only uh, solutions for yourself, and uh, um, I, I think that what you are describing is this increased formalism in 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 in, in, in modern art, and and uh, and I think that formalism is just like a. Um, uh, um, Killing emotions, killing. I mean, I, 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 I think I think that uh, it's, and, and I, I think that ultimately, uh, you, you um, uh, f films. I mean, I, I've always hoped. Would I mean, I've always had this notion that films should uh, go back to essentials, to 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 to. To simple, to simple uh, emotions, but it, which it, it just has to do with the desire to create uh, believable characters, uh, and, uh, and 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 believe in not in formalism, but believe in uh, light. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, which is something that maybe it's not the, the right word, but it's it's the, the the best way I can I can I can express it because it, to, to to me I found in. Um, Impressionist painting, in a way, uh, some kind of answer to those kind of questions, to that kind of question that I've been asking myself. In a sense that uh, uh, it's it's um, it's which which is about showing the most simple situations, the most uh, the the most um, you know uh, banal um, faces landscapes, interiors, or whatever, and then bring to them some kind of um, surreal light to bring them the just just bring them beauty, just bring beauty to 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 everyday characters, to everyday situation. But that has to do with uh, uh, empathy, uh, you know, just. Uh, Believing in your characters and loving them in a way, and, and which is which is again what I am trying to say through this notion of, of using uh, people that are um, in real life close to you in, in in your films. So so I suppose that it's 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 not something that has been you know. Um, that I, I've not always formulated it this way, but but in, in when I was making some of my films, it's the way I thought, and specifically when I was making this film, and uh, and it, and and somehow it kind of connects also with the way I'm um, trying to imagine the next film I will make, I'm, I will shoot, I will make. 
It's a, this is a question yeah. about, about demon lover and in relation to what Olivia was saying yeah. before about lightness and freedom, that yeah. demon lover seems to be moving in a different direction. Yeah, no, the demon lover is totally different from whatever I've done. I mean, in, in, I mean, in the same way as uh, uh, Destiné Sentimental is also pretty dif is, is is very different. I think at the core, it's still it's it's absolutely the same thing. But then I think it's the when I made uh, Demon Lover, it was totally the opposite because I thought I you know what what I'm trying to what I've been trying to describe is how cinema can be on the side of humanity as when 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 you know a lot of the the industry is going in the opposite direction you know it's take you know it's a, we live in a world that is losing its touch with humanity i mean you know it's just uh, it's I, I can't I, I can't you know it's it's becoming incredibly dehumanized etc so uh, I think that every single film I've made like before demon lover was about uh, trying in a modest way to struggle against that. Uh, but then uh, I thought that uh, it was also, I just, it was also in a way, uh, it had to do also with closing my eyes to a lot of what the world was about. And I thought, it was, I, I thought that in one film I wanted to represent uh, not the, I, not the, I mean, not my vision of the world, but, but uh, how I think the world is evolving. So, so it was. It, it, so, it was. Uh, so, for me, demon lover is exactly the opposite of what I'm, what I am describing. But to me, it's ex it's an essential part of my body of work, or whatever. In in a sense that uh, uh, it's the uh, it's like the reverse shot of, of 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 my of my other films. And and uh, I, I I I I thought it was as much as it as I could make it. It, it, it I wanted it to be a Political film, uh, where I was um, representing uh, the forces of money and evil uh, within at work within um, modern societies, and and I, I think in, I, I try to to represent it in a way that is slightly unlike the way it is usually represented, because it's uh, I, I I wanted to represent its um, contradictions. And um, um, and also um, again, what what I have been uh, trying to describe uh, what is a very Bazinian, in a sense, of vision of cinema, in a notion that it's a, it's really this deep belief in the fact that you know that uh, cinema can record real life real life emotions it can you know it, it can we can use it to recreate our you know things that we experience in in in, in, our, in our relationship to others in our lives etc cetera, etc cetera. but then there's another dimension to our experience of the world which is our imagination it's our um, image uh, our, our um, imaginary world which which is what whatever is happening within ourselves and 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 that world is becoming so incredibly and so disturbingly connected by whatever image, images we are fed and like like that we are fed like non-stop by by the media by tv by uh, uh, by cinema etc etc and and i i just at, I think that when I made um, Demon Lover, it was about it was a way of saying, but that is also part of my world. I mean, I, I, actually, and and maybe I could try and deal with it in a different way, but not suppress it, not pretend it's not there, and just try and and and, and try and go all the way and see how I can. Um, 
uh, at least uh, 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 integrate that dimension in, into, into my worldview, I suppose. Yeah, time for one more question. Yeah. Yes. Um, depends on the firms. Depends on depends on the firms. I think like uh, uh, now the the situation of firm financing in France is very difficult. It's really bad. Like my like like uh, my last two firms. Uh, are, I mean, specific, okay. My last firm is a co-production with uh, England and Canada. Like and it's like one third, one third, one third. Uh, and it's the only way that film could actually have been made. Uh, it's, uh, I think there was no way, that, no way that film could have been financed in France uh, as it is. So, so I think that now when you want to make independent films, uh, and you, and meaning, uh, again, it's the difference between like underground filmmaking and uh, independent filmmaking. Meaning when I'm saying independent filmmaking, it means that you're still doing, you're working on some kind of minimal professional level. Um, it's uh, um, there's less and less opportunities, less and less uh, um, uh, uh, loopholes in the in, in the in the system. Um, it's if they, um, so you have to invent ways of financing those. I've, I mean, I've I've been pretty lucky because I've made a few firms. Some of them have been moderately successful. So you know, just people know my name. It's not it's not as difficult for me as for other filmmakers. Especially I've been lucky because my, my films have traveled. So sometimes you know, so th there's at least potential to find some minor financing for my films abroad. But for in for. Uh, Younger filmmakers who have made one or two features, uh, who want to make w uh, films, they uh, you know uh, just who, who want to preserve whatever freedom they can for their films in France. It's 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 a very difficult moment. It's a, so uh, uh, so in, in again w when I made him a vap, I think I I mean you know looking back on it, I'm I'm not even, I'm not sure I would have written it if I had not known that there was potential for this film to be financed very quickly and be shot very quickly. Because if, if for instance, if, if I, if I uh, had um, imagined a project like Emavep and uh, if, um, uh, if, 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 if I had in the back of my mind that I would have to go through the full process of going through this Kind of state grant and then European grants and and try to find some international co-producer and blah 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 and the whole thing would they will take a year. I mean, I would not. I, I'm not. I'm not sure I would have written the screenplay because because I, I thought it's something I that was that had sense to to do right then, on the spot and had no meaning if I had to wait a year, you know. So. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, uh, uh, again, I mean, if I describe the way I, I, I have, have my, my films were, um, have been financed, you would have a false picture of what is French film financing now, because I think I've been very lucky, because I've, been, I've done pretty well at protecting 
at least the connection between writing and directing. I mean, I've always imposed with my producers the fact that I wanted to shoot, start shooting as soon as possible after I finished the screenplay. And I've always hated the process of you know, waiting months and months until the money is there and finally you can make the film. But sadly, uh, that process is what most French filmmakers experience. Mm. On that note, <laughs> I'm afraid that this is all the time we have. Thank you very much for coming and thank you, Olivia. Thank you. The Close-Up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center is produced by Brian Brooks, Nick Kemp, and Michael Odemark. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe to The Close-Up on iTunes and Stitcher. The Film Society of Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City supported by individuals just like you. Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, the Film Society presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work, and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support the Film Society by becoming a member, please visit filmlink.com, F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C.com. The Film Society of Lincoln Center. Film lives here. <laughs>